Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Well, hello. It's nice to be back with you today. I am recovering from a bit of a cold, to say the least. So bear with me as I do sound a little bit different. I've really been struggling with sharing on here again. It's interesting because when I started the podcast over a year ago, it was because I felt I had lost my voice in the public sphere and I guess privately as well. I just felt as though I couldn't share authentically online. I thought I would be judged, censored, and generally not be able to speak up about the things that matter to me. I know that a lot of people have felt this way and choosing our words wisely, whether they are forever archived on a podcast channel or just with your friends is absolutely important. Saying what you mean and meaning what you say is critical to being in integrity and trustworthy with others. So it's not new to say, hey, be careful with what you say and how you say it. But there's something now I think circulating where not only is it be careful what you say, but it better stand the test of time forever. And that's really difficult because I think, especially if you're somebody that's committed to learning and growing, there's no way that things I say today won't change and evolve or my opinions on those things won't change and evolve over time. And as I age, certainly if I was speaking into this podcast five years ago or 10 years ago, the person that I would be showing up as would be extremely different because of my different level of life experience and what I had seen to date. And I think that we all, as we age, really learn a lot. And that's why we build wisdom or we grow in wisdom as we age, which is why we should respect our elders, which is maybe something I'd like to touch upon today. I I don't want to just rant because I don't know if that'll help anyone, although it might be cathartic for me, which is why I started the show. So maybe that's good enough. But I think there's a delicate balance to everything in life. And if we expect perfection, we're never going to get it. And that's just going to mean that I don't record this show ever. And that so many people don't record the show or sing the song or write the book or engage in things they really want to try out of apprehension for either judgment or punishment of some sort, social or platform punishment. One of my episodes recently before I sort of slowed down again um, was the episode with Dr. Peter McCullough and that got censored on YouTube. And so that was sort of difficult to swallow because I was really just doing my best to put out an informative show and the appeal process is less than transparent or clear. I think it's just sort of like you get this slap on the wrist and then you can appeal and then they just say, nope, our decision stands. And then you're sort of sitting there thinking, okay, (laughs) I guess I, I didn't follow whatever rules there were around 
the particular topics that need to be approached in whatever sort of way that's justified and approved online. Um, and I wouldn't call myself a radical person or an extremist, really. Um, I think I challenge a status quo. I think I like to research and talk to people with a variety of opinions and then make a decision as to how I want to proceed until such point that I get new information. So that was a bit frustrating to be completely frank. And then I had a series of health problems, which I'd rather not get into in this episode, although I hope to do a separate episode about so that anybody else struggling can benefit and find, I guess, community, also a bit of camaraderie, perhaps, and just a different voice in the space. So you can look out for those episodes upcoming. And another exciting thing would be my book, which is coming out in November of this year. I, along with the publishers, are hard at work to bring you something really meaningful. And I hope that you'll check it out when it comes out. So there'll be more information on that to come as well. I think, I think today really makes sense to talk about this sense of lost voice because I found myself researching about um, fertility and more about women's health, which I research a lot. And I will be putting up a series on an introduction to fertility. We did previously an intro to women's health around our cycles. So you can link back to those episodes if you haven't heard that. I'd like to continue on when it comes to fertility in particular, because I have particular interest in that area as well. Um, So I will continue down that line of research and sharing in subsequent episodes as well. Um, But really, I've felt this sort of almost, it's like personal persecution because no one has actually done anything to me other than I suppose the YouTube censorship piece Um, but I just have felt like I can't say the right thing I don't even know what the right thing is to say or the right topic to research anymore or the right way to research the topic or how to share or how personal to get or where to go with this and I think that that level of uncertainty and feeling lost and feeling alone somehow It's hopefully universal. (laughs) I don't think it's just me, although not everybody's making a podcast. Um, I think that that feeling, that feeling of aimlessness or being lost or feeling, feeling like you don't know what to say. I think that that actually, at least for me in this situation, comes from not wanting to say the hard things that I know I want to say publicly, not bringing them to light, not researching them not talking about them not sharing about them not interviewing about them and so then I don't know what to say because what I'd like to talk about I feel like I can't (laughs) and so it's this funny thing of authenticity is so important to me bringing you what is important to me is why is one of the reasons why I started the show of course it is also for me to be able to just express myself which is probably what this episode is and who knows if it'll see the light of day or maybe I'll just quash it but It's so interesting as somebody that I would say historically was so extroverted and willing to speak up and willing to speak my mind. And I've been taught that my whole life. It's been my 
also just my core personality has been to speak my mind. And yet in recent months with difficult things showing up at my door, I think I really shut down. And that's sad because this is one of the biggest sources of joy in my life is being able to share with you and be here with you and see that people listen and get questions and help people with this content. And yet this big part of myself, which is a storyteller, communicator, talker, all of you know, I'm a talker has been sort of quelled in me. And that really does make me sad. And I wonder, you know, where it all spark, where does it all come from? And I think that most of it is external. And so I think, if we continue down that line of thinking it's judgment and who doesn't self-censor or self-judge. And it's a good thing, right. To question ourselves and say, okay, am I putting out something that I feel good about? Is this true for me? Is this authentic for me? Am I being real with these people as I talk or not? And to keep kind of coming up against your own conscience as you put things out into the world Similarly with my book, right? I've been in this huge process of editing and rereading what I had written months and months ago. It's like, no, this is crap. I don't like this. I don't agree with this anymore. This is sloppy or lazy or I don't. So going through it and really just being willing to pluck the weeds, if you will, of what I've created. Now, of course, when you're creating, you just need to throw stuff at the wall, get it all out there so that you can do the weeding or the trimming and and really check in with what's going on. And okay, here's what I put here on the page. And now I'm going to reduce it to the best and distill it to the best 10% of what I wrote. That's a natural process. I think with podcasting, you sort of, I mean, I could edit this episode, right? But how much of it am I going to edit out? And then what am I left with? And how much is it authentic? And the whole point of this is long form. Should I be writing notes on every single piece of content that I want to put out in a podcast. I think most of the best podcasts don't write out every single sentence because then it would be more of like a performance or a show and not me live here kind of interacting and riffing with you, right? I mean, and it's funny because you're not here with me in this room, but somehow I am actually interfacing with you with your resonance responses to my subject matter in an asynchronous fashion. So, okay, who cares about this or what am I even getting into? I think I'm just really trying to remember why I did this show, reinvigorate that commitment for myself, give myself a break about the fact that one of the episodes got censored on YouTube. It is still on Spotify and Anchor and Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty certain, but at least Spotify and Anchor. So you can listen to it if you want to. And that's not why I did the episode in the first place, is it? I think that's really important for me to remember is that I'm not doing these episodes necessarily only so that you can listen to them. That interview was beneficial for me, whether or not people see it. Now, will I edit that episode and try to put it up again without the parts that were salacious or potentially um, worthy of censorship or at least deemed to be worthy of censorship? Yeah, maybe. And what about when I don't feel like doing this show? What then? That's a good question. (laughs) What about when you don't feel like doing the things that normally bring you joy or normally bring you a level of satisfaction? Well, 
one thing is definitely batching content. So when you do feel like doing it, it's much easier to do six, five, three, one, two episodes at a time. So if you, more than one, hopefully, if you can do, because then you can put the other content out when you're not feeling like being, let's say, public when it comes to this type of endeavor or writing, you know, you can batch writing. So you don't, if you want to take a step away from your artistic work, sometimes it's nice to take a step back. I know with my book, it was really good to just do a big push and read a lot of it and then sort of take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to just take a couple of days away from this. It was especially nice to hand it off to my editor because then I don't have to look at it for a few days and I can then look at it with fresh eyes. I think a cliche thing, but really useful is to get outside like sunlight and being outdoors, sitting on this laptop, I think can get into this sort of weird four wheel, four, four walled room, just feeling isolated and alone and not in touch with what it is that I want to be sharing, which is my heart with you and my true experience of this life so you know authenticity how does that get mixed with feeling censored or shut down I think yes there are these external forces that can you know yes or no my content but the reality is the more content you put out they're not going to say no to all of it I imagine and it is also dependent on the subject matter so that's sort of sad in a sense, isn't it? If you think about, okay, I, there are things that I might like to say, but I can't say them because they will be censored. It's something that to be in this landscape, to be on these platforms is something to consider. And it's just not a, it's not a choice. It just is what it is. So to play in the landscape, you've got to be willing to play by the rules of the platform if you're willing to use it. So, so far YouTube has been the most strict. So it's something to keep in mind right? But it doesn't stop millions of creators from doing their thing on YouTube. I think it's just about knowing your audience. And that's also to do with the platform that you're on. So that's something when it comes to creating, but it definitely hurts my heart a bit to think that I can't just be me and put that out there. There's always going to have to be some level of censoring or consideration as to what the YouTube gods are going to do with what I put out. Again, not meant to complain, just meant to be noticing of that makes me recoil and not want to share because not only are you, the listener, judging me now because you either agree or disagree or don't understand why I'm even complaining about this or think it's silly or just imagine that I could edit things out or make changes like there are there I know there are always solutions to things um but you're judging me as to how I'm putting out this episode YouTube is judging me based off of subject matter that is okay or not I am judging myself based off of what it is that I believe in what I want to share and what I deem to be okay or not so there are all these levels of censorship that occur before anything can even get to the end consumer that it's it feels a bit stifling and yet it needs to just be, I suppose, accepted. I think I just need to accept that rather than shy away from it because then you don't get episodes and I don't do episodes and then I don't feel good and you don't have content from me. And there's content from so many other people that is far less 
well thought out. I, I realized, you know, I was scrolling the other day and I don't use TikTok, but I have Instagram and just realizing how much nonsense is on Instagram, just one platform. And then you can go to YouTube, like the amount of, and don't get me wrong, you know, cat videos and dog videos, like it, there's cute stuff. Sometimes I feel bad for the animals with the way that they're just dressing them up and parading them around. But there's so much mindless content where, yes, there's somebody behind that putting that together and I appreciate their creativity, but they're not sitting there thinking, oh, how much utility is this bringing to people? They're just dressing up their dog because they think it's cute and putting the video out and getting millions of views and likes and comments and people just love it and share it and engage with something that is completely mindless and not actually improving really their lives granted it's amusing so there's an amusement factor but sometimes I sit here and I think I should research the hell out of these topics for you and it needs to be of a certain quality and caliber and I'm glad that I hold myself to that standard or a standard I think that's important again we all have personal values and should be showing up with integrity but how much preparation is enough preparation how many facts how many stats or how much research how many articles how many emails and people do I need to get in touch with in order to put out an episode there are people doing a whole variety of shows and what kind of show do I want so yeah okay I want a show where you come to this and gain something for yourself whether it's a new insight or tangible facts and and information that you can walk away with and either share with other people or use in your life I want you to walk away with something that you can use. That is true. But whoever said that my story and this challenge I'm having and the fact that I have recoiled and don't want to share, maybe one of you or a few of you have felt that before or are feeling that now. And who's to say that hearing me isn't just as valuable as some thought out, scripted, well-researched episode that I still I'm committed to bringing you on the topics that I care about and research in my own personal life regardless. So, you know, I love researching and staying on top of things and finding solutions. I love that. And so I love bringing that to you. But what's wrong with an episode like this with personal awareness and insights? Nothing. I think I can think of so many different YouTube channels that are literally people I I can't listen to them to be honest with you (laughs) but they get lots of views and lots of interest of just women talking about their their journey of specific specific things right but they just kind of go on and on for like 30 minutes plus about something and there's interest it's astounding so (laughs) I And there's another account, actually, maybe I can link it here, because if you're a creator, I've found it to be really supportive. It's an Instagram account. It's a lady there. And she she's a creator, but she also, I believe, has a course or something for creators. Um, I haven't worked with her or anything. This is just her public account. I'm endorsing that because I found it to be very supportive and useful in just reminding me that it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be completely well-formed. It will never be perfect or perfectly formed or completely formed. So I think a big reminder for myself and anybody else that's a a creator is to say, look, 
do your best and have guiding principles or have values have okay here's what my show is generally about which is okay I do interviews I talk about this I talk about that but it doesn't have to be so perfectly done if it means that it's going to create this kind of stifling noose around your neck when it comes to creating content because that sucks and it means that instead of having 200 episodes out you're going to have 10 so if they're 10 perfectly crafted curated articles or episodes or books or whatever it is that you're creating art pieces of artwork if it's if they're 10 perfectly created pieces that's not better than 200 creations that are authentic because you might think that those 10 perfect renditions of what you do are going to be the best sellers or the best viewed or the most popular but in reality it's first of all doubtful some of the episodes that I have loved recording for this show have been awful and tanked and nobody's listened to them and others get thousands and thousands and thousands of views because I don't know I actually don't know um there's no set formula I'm, I'm learning I'm learning what you guys find valuable I'm learning which episodes draw in some some interest in which don't but like I did an episode on my trip to Hawaii for my 30th birthday and that was like that episode was huge and I didn't prepare anything like I just honestly shared my trip and there's so many trips that I could talk about like I have been traveling so much for the past decade Like I have travel stories for days and days and days. And I never thought that sharing about going to Hawaii or, you know, when I lived in Brazil or about Bali or like Europe living there. Like there's so many different things that I could talk about when it comes to travel. And I thought, and I, or I get into my head that it's not high value. And yet that episode about my birthday in Hawaii was huge. And I would have never anticipated that. So the only way that you can know what your audience really wants is if you put things out there that interest you, that you're willing to put out there. And I I recognize this too with interviews. Interviews I find really wonderful, but there's a whole back end that needs to happen in order to book that interview. And it's exhausting. Like there's a back and forth to get that person on the show. Then they're on the show. Then that's fun. But then when they're off the show, if you're still producing your own podcast, there's editing involved. You have to get all the pieces of the of this written section, the notes, the show notes and links. And then you need to edit the actual show if there's stuff that didn't go perfectly as you want or, you know, things that you need to edit out. So there's so much behind the scenes of any channel or account that you follow and it's tiring and so that was a big impetus for me to say look yes I want to do interviews but that's not going to be the only thing on this channel also because I think I have a lot to personally share because of my life experiences my professional experience who I am and I think we all have things to share so it's just about being able to craft that in a compelling fashion I am not saying I'm perfect at that, but I, so I think there's a mix of, okay, what kind of content am I willing to create day in, day out? And what is it that people are listening to? And then I suppose also what will people pay for if you're trying to monetize? So that intersection of those three things is really critical because if you're not willing to make the content in that format, which I enjoy this format, right? So I'm willing to make the 
the content, but even right. So before the show was just audio. Now I use video because I put it on YouTube. I don't particularly love being on video. I don't necessarily want to be on video every episode. Sometimes I like to sit on the couch and be comfortable and just have the microphone and speak into it and not look at myself. Suppose I could close, close this off as I record, but then, you know, am I in the screen? What's going on? Like, there's this, is my hair? Okay. Like I need to kind of check in with you as I'm doing this because it helps me to stay in touch with what, what I'm doing. So, so many considerations when it all just looks like I sit down and I just do this video and I do this episode and then it comes to you and it's done. You know, there's so much that goes into it. And I really, I think the the judgment has been such a big piece of me just saying, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say to these people anymore. I don't know how to say it. I don't know if they even want to hear it. I don't know if I have the courage to share some of the hardest parts of my life publicly. I still don't know. I still haven't done the episode. It's still not out there, but I do know that I have to say something because that's why I started the show was to continue to say things outwardly and then have people interact with that and come back to me and say, wow, I loved that episode. Wow. That was really useful. Wow. I really loved hearing from you. Those texts, messages, emails, they are the reason that I continue to do this show alongside it really being gratifying for me. And you know, this show and the guests that have been on it have completely changed my life. I mean, completely changed my life from the insights that I've gathered from the friendships that I've made because of the guests on my show. It has been life-changing and I'm so grateful for that. And to just allow my insecurities to stop me when there's so much more to be said, so much more to be done, is just sad and wrong and I I get that so I don't know if you're struggling to put out a podcast episode or if you're struggling with feeling like you just aren't creating or aren't being the person you want to be even in your own life without a podcast and without a, a show or creative outlet although I would highly highly recommend some format of creative expression that gets it out from in your head out into the world because that makes a difference. It's this, this episode, these thoughts have been swirling in my mind for months and I haven't been able to allow myself to articulate them. Nobody was stopping me except for myself. And we hear that, right? Like your biggest enemy or your biggest critic is you like all these cliche kind of little posts. We know that. But it's true and it actually impedes our daily actions. And when it's stopping you from doing things, when your mind, when the thoughts in your mind are hindering your interaction with the real world, with others in the world, with others, animals or beings or just the real world, when your mind is stopping you from interacting with the real world, I think that there's a serious issue there. Not not to like make it clinical or diagnose somebody with an issue or myself. I think that's another problem is okay. We all go through phases of this and it doesn't mean you have a big issue. Maybe you do like, I'm not here to, <laughs> but for me, it's like, this has been impeding my ability to bring you this show. The way I've been thinking has been stopping me from bringing you this show. And I think I've seen it with people who start music pages or different accounts Um because they have a passion for what they do. And it just 
fizzles out because it doesn't get the recognition or it doesn't get the traction or it's not perfect or it's hard to produce again production of YouTube channels and these things like it's not for the faint of heart and it certainly just it takes effort and time um not getting external recognition or appreciation you know which I'm grateful that people actually listen to me and will take the time to listen to this but a lot of when I first started not many people did and now it depends on the episode maybe this episode will completely tank and so what you know I so I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast sometimes and I find myself being critical of it because a lot of the episodes are Joe and he's a comedian and um, was a fighter. I don't think he fights anymore, but was a fighter and he's in the UFC space. And so a lot of his episodes will be comedians or they will be fighters or, or, you know, a mix of that type of content. And I really don't care. Um, and that's just my, me, I don't really care to listen to a comedian and Joe, I suppose they're both comedians, but the subject matter of those conversations for three hours doesn't appeal to me but then every once in a while there will be an episode with somebody really great or interesting to me subject matter that I'm interested in I'm listening to one episode about stem cells it's like okay I want to hear about this so does that make his show and all the other episodes irrelevant because one listener doesn't care obviously not there are millions of people listening and it's because he has continued authentically to do his show in his way how he wants to do it with the people that he wants to talk to he finds them interesting so he'll sit there for three hours and talk right it's like that's all that matters in a sense because the authenticity is what's the draw to the show and maybe some episodes do less views than others and sure the big the heavy hitter guests that everybody wants to hear from in the mainstream will get more than the random comedian that he brings on because he personally thinks they're funny but does it mean you shouldn't do the episodes with the comedian and just do these heavy hitting public figures that will definitely get views because that's who he should interview? I think that would lessen the show and lessen his approach and maybe even his passion and interest in the show. So maybe I need to do episodes like this sometimes so that I don't feel guilty about falling behind in episodes and then don't do anything or start censoring myself so much that nothing gets put out because I don't feel I know what to say, even though I do know what I want to say. And I'm just scared of saying it. And maybe not. Maybe this episode won't work out so well and no one will like it. That's also fine. But I think it's been a huge load off to just share this and get a phone call while I am. Um, Sorry. And maybe it gives you something maybe something that you really wanted to do that you've put it put off to the side maybe it's a reminder for you to pick it back up again because it was or is important to you and whatever that voice in your head is saying that's stopping you from doing it maybe doing it is more important than letting that voice win so I really hope that this brought you something. It certainly has reminded me of why I'm here and why I do this. And I really appreciate you for listening and being here. And please do look out for new episodes. They do come out every Monday as long as I'm able, healthy and able to do so. So please do look out for those episodes. All of the links to 
join me, support the show, get involved, review or rate the show, subscribe to the show. All of those things make a huge difference in show statistics. So when you write a review after you listen to this, it actually helps other people find the show. And that means a lot because then more people can benefit and also share. And that's really how these sorts of platforms function. So any engagement that you can have with the show with me means a lot to be able to bring this to more people. And please do go out and share your creations, whatever they are, even if they're not artistic. We all need more of it. There's so much space for more creation, even if it seems like YouTube and Instagram and all these platforms are saturated. There there are people that are needing what you do and how you do it in your special way. And that's a huge reminder to myself as well, that there are people that enjoy listening to me and how I do things and the way that I bring this information right now to the world. So it's just a reminder right back at you to create whatever it is that you enjoy doing and the people will come. So see you another time real soon and take good care.